Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Lackadaisical Podcast, episode number 81. I am your host for this evening's episode. I am Marino. Also joining me on this lovely evening is Patrick Peterson. Poor Joel. He, d- he doesn't know how to do a stream properly. <laughs> Poor Joel. Also joining us is Ben. Oh shit, I'm Benjamin. There. Do I dare say your last name? Please don't. Okay. The internet the internet will never have its end with me if you do it. That's true. Also joining us is Vinny. I, I like how Vinny's I'm the name. only one who doesn't have a last name on this show. Yeah, Gabrielini. Gabrielini, Fettuccine Alfredo. Couldn't have just what left it? it. No, I can't. I can't leave anything. Who else is here? I think that's it. Is it Jordan Zabala? <gasps> me? No. Yeah. Me? It's you. Well, thanks for having me here, pal. Wait a minute. Thanks for having me here. Thank, no, thank, thank you for having you here. Because otherwise... Oh. Well, see, I can't make you get here. You have to... Sit yourself at your computer, put your pretty pink headphones on, and start talking to us. You know, th- that requires you to make yourself do that. So, good that job. That is Mark. true. Good job. You are speaking the truth right now. I do be speaking the truth, though. You don't want to be speaking shit, bud. Yeah, you're See, awesome. Yeah. Marino, have you ever looked in the mirror and considered what a fat ass you have? No. <laughs> I have. And man, you he's know, got a fat one. I've got a flat ass. You have a Hank Hill like, ass? Like, it's just a brick wall. It's not what Jordan's mouth has been saying. Sometimes I wonder if, like, I need to, like, start doing, like, ass workouts or something, you know, but... I heard that as gas workouts, and I was very <laughs> concerned. <laughs> not yeah, gas. Ass. I want a fat ass. But, like, nice fat ass, you know? That's right broke. There. We'll get you on a regiment. Thank you. Anyways, fellas, how we doing tonight? I'm doing okay. Same here. Not I exist bad. in the world that is known as Earth. Earth realm, huh? Yeah. We're going more will, combat. Will you, go sh- will you go look at Johnny Cage for me and Sonya Blade? Johnny no, Cage? Or, oh, I thought he said Johnny Cash. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I do like Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash yeah. My favorite Mortal Kombat character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's how things are going. You never know who's going to be in there. Exactly. I hope Johnny Cash is in the next Just make game. Johnny like, Cash a fucking DLC character. He comes in with a guitar and just beats the shit out of Scorpion. <laughs> that would be fucking funny. Exactly. I hurt Honest Scorpion to tonight. <laughs> you hurt yourself today. <laughs> you stepped into this ring. You hurt yourself tonight. Jesus. Today, but okay. <laughs> ring of Fire suddenly has a new subject matter to it. <laughs> Uh, well, fellas, well, fellas, got a certain thing I want to get out of the way tonight. First thing, oh, Marino's quitting the podcast. He hates all of you. You keep going on for too long. You cut into his destiny two time. You're all fucking <laughs> terrible people. Yes, exactly. That was good. It was good. How um, you remember? It was a good run. It was a good run. Hey, Fuck it was longer now. than the free flow show. That is true. Hey, at least free flow show. You had masturbation and family vehicles. We haven't done anything here. <laughs> That's true. We've talked about. Oh, actually, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. I've masturbated three times it, during the podcast. It was a matter of you time not. before that's somebody said that name, Ben. 
and I'm surprised that'll be the so one soon. that slips yep. into right there. We're gonna slip through the podcast now. No. <laughs> also, too. Ben, didn't no! you didn't you set your uh, New Year's resolution not say that name? Hey, 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 future yeah, me, go back and edit that, that out. We broke that two episodes ago because Patrick kept saying it, and then Jordan started saying it, to which I just said, well, the dam's broken loose. Well, it's because you ruined my intro. Well, just because they were saying it doesn't the mean that you have to say it. The start of the last episode was literally a beat from Patrick. Beep! Anyway, Marino. Why? Because he just said <laughs> Okay, fuck me. <laughs> I can't fucking English. Yes, what, what, what do you want to talk about for a little bit here today? Well, on Monday, February 2nd, no. I woke up in the morning to a notification on my phone from the Daft Punk YouTube channel. When you say February 2nd, hold on. You Don't you mean 20- February 22nd? Okay, yeah. I thought you said second for a second. I was like, what the fuck? Sorry, fellas. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. <laughs> Anyways, I woke up and I saw a video called Daft Punk Epilogue, and I shit myself. Not literally, but figuratively, because I well, thought something's happening. I'm, album. Sure, I'm sure some people out there shit themselves literally as well. Exactly. Because that YouTube channel hasn't uploaded in five years, so something like that popping up is definitely something worth celebrating, but it wasn't. Because I also went on Twitter and started immediately seeing these articles about how Daft Punk split up. And I had just woken up, but I didn't have any, like, any emotion in me, so I didn't really know what was going on. So I went and watched the video. Still didn't really know what was going on. So I had to get up, go do some shit through my day, go to work, and started thinking about it more. And, well... I was pretty fucking sad. So I started thinking about everything throughout the course of like the last, I don't know, 12 years or so. I kind of wanted to go over it in a little bit of a monologue for you guys tonight. Um, this is going way back in the day. But I remember one day I was coming home from football practice and a little song came on the radio. That felt really weird to come West. out of your mouth. What's that? Football practice. Football practice. Good times. On the wolf pack. Anyways. What? Um, wolf pit? Oh. Wolf pack. For you. And um, people. <laughs> little song came on on the radio. It's called Stronger. And there was some stuff going on in the background that I didn't really know what was going on. But at that point in time, I was just getting into Kanye. I was like, this is a pretty cool song, but I didn't think much of it. Now, admittedly, I kind of got into Daft Punk pretty late, which was right when Tron Legacy was coming out. An old friend of mine was like, hey, you know, Daft Punk's doing the soundtrack to it. And I'm like, I don't know who Daft Punk is. (laughs) And he's like, well, go home and go look him up. I'm sure you've heard a couple of their songs at some point. What's funny is my coworker just told me the same thing the other day. And mm. I never did, but the couple of examples he gave, Vinny, I did know. Vinny, you are disgusting. You never heard of Daft Punk before? I've heard of them. I just don't really know what songs are theirs. <laughs> this is the part where we uh, put them on a flagpole and fucking this burn them at the cross. This is almost as bad as when you thought Led Zeppelin was a single person. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
never gonna let that one down, huh? No, no. Let's up. You know, let's continue on tangent tangents. Man. Yeah, but I went home, and I started hearing some of their songs. A couple months pass by all their records <laughs> or CDs. I wasn't collecting vinyl at the time, and um, needless to say, I was really into Daft Punk, and. Tron Legacy came out. I was such a fucking huge fan of it. And this was like when I was in the eighth grade. So some time passes. And my sophomore year hits. And I'm going through pretty much one of the worst depressions I've ever been in in my life. Just kind of fucking hated life at the time. And um, on March 3rd. One night during Saturday Night Live, a little song starts playing during the commercials, and the fucking Daft Punk logo comes up, and a little section of the world at that moment started screaming, because nobody had actually seen anything from Daft Punk since Tron, but before Tron was 2007, during their live concert. And... It's interesting because at that time, every Saturday Night Live for like five weeks, they released a little snippets of Get Lucky, which nobody knew that's what the song was called. And I remember somebody actually like morphed it together to make it sound like it was an actual song. And it was pretty close, not going to lie. But that like one little minute long clip I played on repeat for months. And I remember basically Get Lucky became a single before the album came out. And at that point, everyone's like, oh, this is a pretty good song. And I'm like, okay, you know, Daft Punk's starting to kind of hit a little bit of mainstream here. And the album actually came out on May 17th. And that was a pretty fucking big day for me. I won't lie. And it was weird because I remember hearing people at work or at school. I wasn't working at the time, but people at school were like, I don't know who Daft Punk is. And I'm like, you will know. You'll know someday. And, um, you'll know and you'll goddamn like it. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, I remember hearing one day, it was like my English class. It was like a couple of days before school got out. Um, Get Lucky was playing on the radio. And some girl said, like, I don't really like the robot guys in this song. I like everything else. I just kind of look at it and I'm like, bitch, fuck off. <laughs> and, uh, not you, Patrick, but that. No, I was going to call, call but... her a bitch straight to her face. Bitch. Yeah. I looked at her and I Year told passes. her to find the bridge. Exactly. Year passes. They win three fucking Grammys. And that was kind of it. You know, I thought at that point, like, they can't just let this go. And at the time, I liked the album, but it wasn't necessarily, like, my favorite because it was a big departure from their past music. Yeah, and it's weird because that was in 2013. It's now 2021, so I've had many years to psychoanalyze this album. And not only is it my favorite Daft Punk album now, it's probably one of my favorite albums of all time. It actually does contain my favorite song of all time on there, which I'll get to in a little bit. But some time goes on. And I start kind of thinking about like, I don't know if it was necessarily Daft Punk that made me like Kanye, but Daft Punk definitely got me to like The Weeknd 
And I didn't really like the weekend at the time. My ex at the time was really into the weekend. And I just kind of like thought eh, his music's okay. But then they collaborated on his album Starboy. At that point, I fucking love the weekend. <laughs> so again, an artist that I discovered basically because of Daft Punk. And yeah, my friend Andrew and I have always talked like, if for some reason at any point they just come out and say like, hey, we're doing another tour. We kind of both had this agreement, like we have to stop what we're doing, go pull out a personal loan and make sure we end up at this fucking concert. And last year during COVID, there was this fake poster that ended up on Reddit that looked really fucking real. (laughs) It was for a music festival in France. And we thought even if they're there for 10 minutes, we got to be there. Cause this might be our only chance and, um, start looking at ticket prices, how much it would cost to go there for a week. Anyways, we ended up quickly finding out a couple days later that the poster was fake because the guy also on his, uh, Reddit account posted a bunch of other fake posters for other artists on different subreddits. So we were pretty let down, but we're like, someday it'll happen. That's gotta. And... I don't really know how how often to go on this, but they've always had a lasting impression on me. I cosplayed as Tomas in 2016. I ended up selling that outfit because, number one, they were very expensive, and I got a lot of money out of it. Number two, I also just gained a lot of weight and didn't fit in it very well anymore. But, yeah, I, I do want to buy another one of those at some point because it was just badass to have. So... I'm trying to think of where else to go with this. Their their discography isn't that extensive, but every album kind of has its own feel. And I love how... what. So there's Homework, Live 1997, which is just like an hour-long like live mix. There's Discovery. Sorry, did I say Homework initially? Homework, Alive, Discovery, Human After All, Alive 2007. And then um, Ram. There was also Daft Club, which didn't really count because it was just remixes by other people. And then there was also the Tron Legacy album, which they helped with, but not all the songs were necessarily Daft Punk songs. But each kind of album has its own feel, and you can kind of feel the evolution as time goes on. And one of my favorite albums, of course, is Alive 2007, because you can really feel yourself in that concert when you're listening to it. And I swear to God, if we ever somehow figure out time traveling or ways to like tap into people's brains and see their memories, that's the first thing I want to see is a live 2007 because I remember going to Disneyland in 2011 and I just had my, I had a Daft Punk shirt on. It was just like the red logo from, um, homework. And this guy comes up to me. He's like, do nice shirt. Um, I was there in Anaheim at that concert in 2007 i'm like man i wish i could have fucking been there and i just always remember that moment because it's like if i can do it or at some point i want to see that concert for real but of course (laughs) i'm just kind of dreaming here like i was saying earlier with ram touch is definitely my favorite song on it and if i'm in like the right mood like i 
like legitimately like fucking cry because it is just such a genuinely beautiful song um and it's actually kind of touching in a way because daft punk's epilogue the video that went up on youtube literally used touch as the outro and i just kind of like for no pun intended it touched me in a way you know but um marino me sorry to interject but may i touch you no. no. See, Jordan, you're 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 just no, uh, you're just a pervert. You're ruining a touching moment like that. One thing about this whole thing is, I feel like there's been a lot of miscommunication. A lot of people are saying that they broke up. I think this is just quite simply them retiring. And you can't say that about a lot of groups. They either make something so shitty that they just fade into obscurity, or someone dies. Or they just stop making music and don't tell anybody. Or some kind of combination. Like at least here. What's that? Or some kind of combination of the three. Exactly. So at least in this situation, it helped me in a way. Because number one, I didn't have to stop dreaming that something else was going to happen. Like I could finally let that dream die. And number two, I just like that they had the respect to tell us like, hey, we know we haven't made any music in eight years, but it's time for us to move on. And the last thing I can really say is that Daft Punk has always been a constant through my life. They've been there at the happiest times of my life. And they've also been there at the worst fucking times of my life, but they've always been there and they'll still always be there. Honestly, like they're my favorite group and all I can really say to that is thank you to them. And um, I hope people will go on after this and sort of appreciate their music because it's definitely not, or it's very unique, I should say. It's not something that you typically hear anymore. What are your guys' thoughts? I was upset when Ben linked that thing and the thing, because for some reason I woke up. It's like I woke up, turned over, I look at, what was it? fucking news i looked over i'm like oh thanks for ruining my morning ben even though it wasn't his fault <laughs> it ruined my morning too <laughs> i didn't know you liked daft yeah. punk at all ben i thought you didn't like him i was always under that impression fucking homework and discovery i didn't know that human after all around the world i had fucking robot rock stuck stuck in my head all that entire i didn't fucking day. i did not know that i did not know you liked daft punk okay at all. so when i went through like my big like Digging into all, like, the old Toonami shit when I was, like, 13, 14. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There were two bands that come out of that. Because, so back in the day, Toonami, uh, like, in 2001 or something like that, they did the Midnight Run Special Edition. A bunch of Gorillaz music videos, which is why I love the early Gorillaz stuff. And they played Interstellar. The entire thing. And so mm-hmm. I started getting into Daft Punk's music that way mostly discovery so i love those first three albums i did not i, 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 I never, never that about you i didn't get into random access memories at all like a couple songs on there really only care about get lucky to be honest with you but homework discovery and human after all like yes absolutely I, I that shit would be in my playlist all the time along with all my heavy metal shit i did not know that it's weird because, like, as much as I love Daft Punk and they'll always be my favorite, I'm not really into, like, electronic music. Neither am I. Like... Well, 
I take that back. I'm really into synthwave. Yeah. But like that that's it really. I can jam with some dubstep and shit depending on what it sounds like. If it's just disgusting wubs, no, but like I like electronic stuff and Daft Punk definitely hits that spot. Because like Daft Punk always felt like it had meaning in their music. Whereas like most electronic music with like the exception of maybe Dead Mouse when I was younger I really liked. But everything else just felt like noise. But that's kind of what I liked about Daft Punk's music is it felt like it had something more. That could just totally be my bias. I don't know. Yeah. But no. Because you see, they're very particular. Because I watched an interview with uh, Giorgio Romano when they were when he was talking about his time with uh, Beyond Ram. He's literally like mm-hmm. he had no idea what they wanted him to do. So like, yeah, I'll collab with you, and then yada yada. They sat down the studio. I was like, what do you want me to do? You want to play music? They're like, nope. You just talk to these microphones. And they had three separate microphones right in front of them. One for like the fifties and sixties, talking about his early days and like the late seventies one, and the early and then like a brand new modern day one. Just like when you speak about like your stuff in the sixties, speaking to this one, your seventies here, and then when you talk about the future, you do this. And like, well, is it going to sound any different? They're like, no, nobody really noticed. Well, why should I do it? And then they're like, those two over there, they'll know a difference. They'll know a big difference when they do it. Yeah. And they wouldn't let them listen to what they done. Because they're like, oh, it's probably going to just do it like some weird remix of my thing. And they wouldn't let him listen to it till like the album almost came out. And he was listening to it and he's like, <sighs> he was almost blown. He was blown away from what they've done with it, just him speaking. Mm-hmm. Even though it was one of the best songs on that album. You could literally say about every single song on that album almost. Everyone, Everyone it calls me Giorgio. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just weird that they had like separate microphones from each time frame. And like, oh, we'll know the difference, but no one else will. Because they're very, mm-hmm. I feel like they're most the best people to work with and the worst with their music. Because they're going to be very articulate and they'll spend they'll spend three hundred hours on one song on just on one little section until it's completely perfect. They don't like shit out hor- mediocre stuff like every year, like some other artists do, just to make a quick buck. They took a lot of time, and a lot of effort, and a lot of stuff to it, and I can appreciate that because Ram is uh, one of the greatest albums of all time. I will say that. That's one. That's one of the few vinyls I want to hang up on a wall and have it framed. That's one thing I need to do when I get my own place is like figure out how to like mount vinyl records because not only do they look cool, but I need something to do instead of just having them sit in a crate in my closet the whole time. You know, it's funny because my I remember listening to them in middle school. Or the first song in middle school it wasn't even a music video. It was some it was I'm sure everyone knows this, especially Marino, the hand the hand video. Water bear fast stronger. Mm-hmm. That's the first. Daft that's hands, the first yeah. thing I've got into it. I'm like, what the? Fu-? It just popped. I was like, what is this? And then I was enticed by the hands, and then I just stopped ignoring it, and I just focused more on the music. I'm like, hey, this actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> what's what's the other stuff? And I never knew Interstellar Interstellar existed. I just only saw like the one more time music video. I'm like, oh wow, this is a neat anime looking thing. Uh, hopefully, I can see more. Then found it that's an actual full fledged, like basically full mu- movie music video stuff for different songs. I'm like, oh, and to figure out that was from Toy Animation of all things, I'm like, Phew. like okay, I'm, well, I, I like this. And uh, yeah, yeah, I just really liked the early stuff's great. Ram has still hurt, hits perfectly because I can, it's one of those few albums I can sit through first track all the way to the end without skipping and feel mm-hmm. perfectly content every single time, which doesn't happen very often. So I'm more of a kind of a pick and choose from each album, but there are certain albums I will say that I can sit through and listen. And Ram's definitely one of them now. 
and always will be. Exactly. I agree. I just hope that they have a happy retirement and they can still be close friends and just meet every once in a while and just discuss things and not have to worry about making music and whatnot. It's one of the nice things is how secretive they are is we'll never know. I really hope that it was just one of those things like, hey, let's just move on. Um, and that there wasn't any bad blood or anything. I hope not. I would hate to come out or like, I would hate to find out like 10 years from now that they had one last project and they split up due to like creative differences. I really hope I don't find out how anything like that. Yeah. I just want them to be happy. And now that for this one random dude, he really changed my life, you know, or they really changed my life. Yeah, Something I'm learning. I was do. broken up about it. Go ahead. Because less than 24 hours, not only was that the number one trending video on YouTube, it had over 11 million views in less than 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because that comment section is just all different languages. And it's like, they hate everybody. They went around the Pardon world, the pun, no pun intended, the with their tours and music. Yeah. They went. I just wish I would have seen them at least once, like all of us would. It sucks, but what else can you do about it? Sometimes you get to see groups you want, so other times they leave before you get a chance to get money and see them. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I really wanted to do while you were giving your monologue there, Marino, or whatever it was, mm-hmm. um, was edit in the, just the um, instrumental part of the Giorgio song. Or Giorgio track. Mm-hmm. Just like have that going slightly in the background, but I don't know if we would get in trouble for copyright. That... If it's quiet enough, I don't think it would happen. Because you're talking over it. But I just, I felt like that was fitting because that was playing in my head the whole time you're going on. You'd probably be fine. Mm-hmm. I look, and I, I did a quick look it up, and it's like, well, if you don't get caught, it's fine. But if they decide to do something, they can do something. But if it's under 30 seconds as well. You're usually okay, but like it's just the. It's your call then when you sit down to edit. Yeah, we'll see. There's one last thing I wanted to say about this, um, and it just kind of goes to show like how everybody knew that I was like the Daft Punk guy. When, when Prince died, um, <gasps> everybody started texting my mom because she's this diehard like Prince fan. And they all started saying, like, hey, her prince died. You doing all right? And, like, all these people started going to my mom just making sure she was doing all right. And it was just funny because all day people started texting me, like, hey, heard about Daft Punk. You doing all right? And I'm like, well, they're not dead. But, yeah, I mean, it, it hurts. But I'm all right. I've known you for how many years? And I've always known you as a Daft Punk guy since I fucking first met you. I've just always mm-hmm. known you. You've always been Daft Punk. And then we watched uh, Tron together, and you're just like, yeah, da- the band Daft Punk does a soundtrack with this shit. It's really cool. And then after that was when I eventually started listening to Daft Punk, only because exactly. it never would have otherwise. Uh, like, well, not never, but you know, most likely wouldn't have. Well, like you said, there's a certain level of peace knowing that it came mm-hmm. as a uh, a sort of happy end. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, other than that, I suppose we can roll on over into um loved, what we've been up to loves your answer you're home <laughs> i have robot exactly. rocks stuck in my head again i have superheroes stuck in my head 
I don't have anything. That's my second favorite song. Something's in the air. Well, where should we start on this one, guys? Who wants to go first? Should we talk about our group stuff? I don't know. We're, we're, just, go we're, in order. just go in order with the list. Okay. So, Jordan. Yes. I hear uh, you live in Texas. It's pronounced Texas, <laughs> but yes. Tell us about what happened. Well, he lives in Texas. <laughs> Mom Bird and Daddy Bird, they got together and they decided they're going to take a shit on the entirety of Texas. And that, that created a huge winter storm that oh wound up God. freezing uh, the state of Texas uh, in a, into a state of which it has not seen in, in a very, very long time, um, causing... That- Massive power outages that were supposed to be rolling, but never fucking were, uh, and caused a lot of, of, of issues. And What's that face for, Ben? I don't know. Keep, okay. keep just shut up and keep talking. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, Vinny. <laughs> Practice me, Patrick comes over. But yeah, uh, Texas froze over, winter storm hit. It was fucking rough. Not too bad for me, but for most people, it was pretty bad. Um, if you recall the last episode, I actually had picked up firewood right that day before uh, it hit. Um, and I'm glad we did because we burned through about half of it at least. And that was a whole cord of wood that we gotten. Or a whole half cord, sorry. Um, so we burned through a lot of it to keep warm. But yeah, uh, it got down to 13 degrees here um, in Houston. And... Just an hour and a half north of me, it was negative temperatures and just a whole bunch of fucking. It, it fucked the state up. It, it was bad, but I mean, everyone knows about it in the news and everything. I'm sure to some extent, I'm, the rest of the country is going to be talking about it. And, and basically, Texas has a terrible power grid because it's privately ran instead of uh, federally ran, like the east and the west grids are. So. If my my now go to example of how bad Texas is at preparing for cold weather is there was a fire at some apartment building in San Antonio and the fire department could not put out the fire because the hydrant was frozen solid. Yeah. 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 I mean, how how do you let that happen? You know, how do you how do you not have a precaution set to keep something as important as that? You know, from freezing. You they do don't, something. They just don't care. There was, no, they don't give a fuck. They, they literally don't give a fuck. And it was the entirety of, of what I was hearing for all of it was, hey, go fuck yourself, all right? Stop whining. Go fuck yourself. No, 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 shut up. Go fuck yourself. That's all I heard. So that's what it felt like. It was bad. Uh, our pipes burst in our house in a few places. We have copper piping. Uh, burst in my room. Flooded my room a little bit. Thankfully, I was able no to catch it. No major damage. <laughs> Nothing, thankfully, was damaged. My bed got soaked, but I was able to get it dried, and my computer fucking barely got missed. Look, I mean, it couldn't have been... I, you could have just gone down to Mexico. Some people did, and then they came back home and their houses were flooded. <laughs> Legitimately, that happened to some people. 
I didn't know that happened. Holy shit. Uh, dude, my my mom's psychiatrist, we, we talked to them today for her appointment, and they, he told us, because he calls us FaceTime, and he's sitting in his kitchen, and we're just like, he's like, yeah, the office, we, we came to the office after the freeze, and the water broke, and had been just flooding it, and it was in three inches of water. Uh, so the whole office has to be rebuilt now. <laughs> uh, wow. Because the pipes burst. Fucking sucks. So you, every fucking house, every single fucking house, just about had their pipes burst. You don't know how much of a fucking pandemic, rich, epidemic, rich Houston did. is in right or Texas is in right now because trying to find fucking copper piping and fittings and parts. Yeah, and people like, scalping them. I know you were having that issue. I know mm-hmm. Rich, okay, Chief was having that issue. He tried to fix his, but he couldn't it. find the parts because people fucking yeah. scalped them. Yeah. It's and th- this goes back to like the shit that happened at the beginning of the pandemic too, and is precisely why I think scalping is such a scummy thing, and why I think if you do it and think oh it's a good good way to make make money, that I think you're a piece of shit. Oh, you are. Is because when you're going as far as like scalping regular everyday shit that people need mm-hmm. when they need it. Yeah, like that, that's just the scummiest fucking thing in the no, world. It's, it's it's a trained mindset that everybody has, and I'm not gonna get into it too much. But it's it's it is disgusting, and it infuriates me to see that. So, like, we could have fixed. I could have fixed the pipes myself, technically speaking, uh, if I'd had the parts. I would have been difficult for me to climb to the places that were broke. But it's soldering a, a, a copper pipe piece and is not hard. No, it's super easy. I know but that's, how to. Solve. Again, like you said, only if you could get the pieces. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I got the pieces. Fifty dollars a piece, not cheap, but available. Come get them. Go fuck yourself. Anyways, go ahead, Marino. My dad, who's up in Dallas, um, it's just it's ironic because my dad left Nevada to get away from like the snow <laughs> and then he got snowed he got sucks to be snow. him he got snowed yeah see I, we yeah. got snow here mm. even in houston galveston which that's that's a literal fucking yeah. island off the Wait, coast of houston snow on, snow on the beach snow so, on the beach hold on like how does that happen marino you're telling me that it's your dad's fault that the snow went to texas I think it is. I don't know about that. It followed him. He didn't have any bursted pipes or anything. It well, followed he probably him, left his, pi- his water running, more than likely, to prevent that. Like, we had our cold water running, but we didn't have our hot water running. And then everything froze. We didn't know we had to keep the hot water running, too. Yeah. Like, we'd never... We've, we've had to do that before, keep it running to keep it from freezing, but, like, fucking hard freeze like that, like, like fucking sub-20s, mm-hmm. that's, that really, that's only you happened know, once in my life before this. Lowest that's all eighteen. It makes me feel lucky that I live in Cincinnati in an area where like I mean we got hit by the snowstorm too, mm-hmm. but because I live in Ohio, you know, we yeah. were prepared, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um we got a shit ton of snow. Yeah. And some of the roads were not treated particularly well. But if that's the worst that we had of it yeah. like the the part that gets me is if we had had electricity because they they had to do rolling power outages uh, to prevent the grid from shutting down because the yeah. insane power demand for you people using their their heat if we had had electricity to keep central heat going 
you know, we wouldn't have had any problems with our pipes bursting because our pipes would have stayed warm because our house would have been warm. But most people were without central heat to keep their pipes warm. And so the pipes burst. It's just like electricity was the, was the problem. Everything probably would have been fine. People would have had heat if they had electricity. But for some reason, they'd had to shut it all down because, nope, our power grid can't handle everybody deciding to just be at home for once. You know, one, one, two nights. But nope, nope, grid can't handle it. It's not meant for that. And it's because they don't, they don't take care of it. They don't maintain it. There's no, there's no protocol for it. There's no standards to meet. It's just like, nope, keep it cheap and simple. Well, like we said, they don't care. Yeah, they don't. So, but I'm, I'm not going to drone too boy. long about it. Go ahead, Patrick. What? I said, time to raise up that utility bill, boy, so they can uh, they cost did. you more money. They did. Take more money from you. Uh, we're not affected, but they raised uh, the rate from electricity to buy wholesale from $50 to $9,000 per kilowatt hour. If you're a person that buys wholesale and resells it or whatever, you, that $50 to $9,000 for the scarcity of it. If you if, if, if you're someone who gets your electricity not from a fixed rate plan, you got fucked so hard. And you're looking at a $3,000 electric bill or some shit for just that week. Like, that that to me is insane that they can do shit like that. Like, oh, hey, you're suffering their power. Well, guess what? You want electricity? That's a luxury. You got to pay me $9,000 there. That the selfishness behind the whole situation is I could go on for hours about how much that frustrates me. But, yeah, they can get away with it. And, but they and don't, they, they don't owe you. No, no, They're they don't owe me shit. God taught me how to survive. The strong will survive. I got, I got God in my pocket. I have the power of God and me on my side. But the important thing is, my family made it okay. Uh, we we did pretty damn well compared, considering everything. Um, we got our pipes fixed now. You know, we're we're okay now. Everything seems kind of normal. For now, um, our neighbors got their shit fixed and they were okay. There was, you know, th- there was people that died from it. Obviously, I think the most tragic one I heard was that there was. And Conroe, where they had, it was negative two there. Uh, they had no heat in their house. Um, and I don't know what they were doing to try to keep warm. But I don't know the details. But uh, under 10-year-old boy died in his sleep. Froze. Just Ooh. died in his sleep because it was too cold. It's like, that's just, that's, that, that's, that's horrible. Imagine freezing to fucking death. In your fucking home because there's no fucking electricity. Makes me wonder if there's going to be any lawsuits. There, that come out. There's nice. a mass Well, lawsuit. the one that he was just kind of mentioning, mm-hmm. the $9,000 mm-hmm. one, that they're doing. They're they're, going to ERCOT, ERCOT is got a, having a mass lawsuit being filed against them that a bunch of people are joining in on. Um, I don't think it'll go anywhere. They they got like the government it's a multi, them up, So What, it's a multi... Is it a multi-million or billion dollar lawsuit? I know it's multi-million. I don't it's, know if it's, it's billion. It's massive. It's, it's several insane. zeros. So. <laughs> it's it's a couple zeros. Yeah. It, it it. I don't think it'll go anywhere, but we'll see. Um, Probably not. It, it, I could go on for fucking ever. It, it's so fucking infuriating, but yeah. Texas froze over. Fucking first time I've ever seen that. And now I know if I see snow, we're fucked. That's, that's all there is to it. So, yeah. If you see snow, start buying uh, plumbing parts. <laughs> yeah, really. If you see a snow, get a gun and just shoot it away. <laughs> it's the Texas way. That's a good idea, actually. I'm going to try that next time. It might work. It'll at least keep me warm. Probably a little. Yeah, the blood the blood falling out of my ears as I shoot over and over again. <laughs> Heroin? Heroin? 
Oh, heroin's great, man. Try it sometimes. How did we go from shooting? Okay, whatever. Shooting up heroin. Makes you want to push a woman shooting off a bridge. blood. Yeah. Heroin. Anyways. But moving on. A game that I thoroughly enjoyed last November. My good pal Ben just finished what do you got for us ben yeah so i'll keep it super brief but i i finished up miles morales on the 14th something like that um overall really fantastic game really good for the price point and the length that they uh they brought it to um i i felt miles was much more interesting to play as as compared to peter just due to the extra powers that he does have um, i agree and you know, I, I I I do this with every comic book game, but I look up like what some of the storyline and plotline shit they based the the game off of is. Um, and I thought they took they took some pretty interesting creative liberties with it because they did take quite a few of them with with the character, uh, the Tinkerer. Um, so so I thought that was interesting. And uh, overall, I don't think I found the story nearly as compelling as as the the first game. Um, but I think with as small of a story as it was, I don't think you really could, but overall from a, a gameplay side of things, I, I thought it was better. So, you know, it, it rests there as a solid eight, as opposed to a nine, like I would have given the first Spider-Man game. Um, and goddamn fucking 60 frames per second with that ray tracing on game looks beautiful. Very jealous that I didn't get to play it that way, but maybe someday. You'll get you'll get that PS5 one day. You'll be able to pop that disc in. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to play it. My play PS4 it disc. Like yeah, I am very yeah. happy that they let you do that. Yeah. So other than uh, Spider-Man, I think the three of us have been playing this a little bit here and there. Uh, what is it even called? Uh Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's yeah. Fury. No, Furry. I got confused because it's a cat world on here. I'm like, that's not the name of the game. He's a furry. Well, it's also known as Cat World plus Bowser's a Furry. Yeah. All right. It's a nice name there. I but, do yeah. not remember how far I made it in 3D World, but uh, I've... I think I'm the only one a- here who's beat both. I've beaten uh, Bowser's a Furry. I haven't 100%ed it yet, but... <laughs> you said it! <laughs> yes. I have gotten it's funny. through a decent chunk. I probably have like 60, 65 of the Cat Shines. Yeah, I might go back and 100%. Now, so... I I went through and I got all the 50 mm-hmm. that you need to to be able to beat uh, Fury Bowser. Um... Does he keep popping up after that? Yes. He does? Yeah. Because it would be impossible to get some of the shines if he didn't. Well, I guess, yeah, because of the block yeah. shines. Okay. Yeah. But, Marino, how much of it have you been playing? So, I didn't play uh, Bowser's Fury yet, but I did get up to, like, the third world on, like, OG 3D world. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. Um, I, I beat the three, or the... Sorry, the Wii U version back in the day, 100% in it, yeah. and uh, that's why I'm kind of not in a hurry to play it right now, but it's still good. Mm. Vinny and I tried doing a little bit of co-op. The uh, lag was pretty bad. It wasn't unplayable, 
but it was kind of borderline unplayable. It oh, that's a shame. Could be better. It could be worse. It's not as bad as Smash, but it is not the greatest. Yeah, you, you would that... have to you would have to try it yourself and see if you can deal with it. Because each person's tolerance level is different. Like I, regardless of who was hosting, because we tried both of us hosting, um, I found it to not be terrible. But Marino here is saying that it was rough. And when I was, hosting, it was rough around the edges. It was the same way. Like it wasn't bad on my end. But it's always going to be better on the host. I still find it funny. It's twenty twenty one. You think you think Nintendo would. I feel like this Especially, is the same song and dance we go didn't through. Didn't we talk about this last online. episode where they were upgrading their online servers and then this wasn't one yeah. of the games that was using it for some reason? Yeah. Monster Hunter Rise will be the first one. I don't understand why they didn't have this be one of them. Well, hopefully Mario Golf is good. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so as well. Which we'll get to that later. Um... So I, I I went all the yeah, way through yeah, 3D yeah. World because because it's my favorite uh, 3D Mario game and I hadn't played it in a while, um, so I I blitzed through that pretty fast. Now Bowser's Fury is really fucking cool, and I really urge you to play that Marino mm-hmm. because it's like it takes it takes the idea that they started with with Odyssey in a way with like making these big open worlds um where like each level is just like a giant open world where all the shines are there or all the stars are there um and there's just all these different ways to to get to them and collect them uh except with this it's one big open world with almost like with like with all these islands which in right. a way, almost represent all these different worlds, like you'd you'd see in these other Mario games, and they unlock like one at a time. Like each time you beat Bowser, more and more unlocks. So, like it, it's yeah, really definitely. cool that way, just seeing the world open up. In in I'm really such looking a way. forward to trying it at some point. That and I think the inventory system with the power ups is cool, uh, because I'm sure Patrick knows this, and I don't know how much Jordan knows of this. Uh, but the power the power up stack. You can have up to like, five of each type. You can of power have up. up to five of each, yeah. And that like, you could summon at you, any point. You hit, you hit up on the D pad, and you can just scroll through left to right all of your different power ups that you have. Hit A, it pops out, and like just any of them. Like you have a literal inventory of power ups. Hopefully I get to play a little bit more soon. What else have you been playing over there, Ben? I played through all of A Link to the Past. Um, Again, I'll try and keep this short as well. Uh, but that game is amazing. That game is genuinely fucking stellar. Um, There's only like two temples or dungeons that I didn't like. Uh, Skull Woods, which forces you to go in and out of it constantly from which gets annoying from what i've heard a lot of people don't like skull woods yeah i even looked that up afterwards just to see and it's universally hated apparently um and then i'm not the biggest fan of the ice temple 
just because getting proper traction and movement on the ice is constantly fucking annoying. Like, you'll be trying to go down some stairs, but because you're still slipping around on the ice, you it's hard to in. line up with the stairs. Yep. And yep. Yeah, so you can't get in. Okay, yep, you can't go down. You just keep trying to hit the stairs and you keep sliding past it. I so there was the one instance. set of stairs I tried like four times just to get down the stairs yep. because it's so hard to just fucking line up in like and it's not even that it's like overly awful design. It's just it's the same issue with the water temple in Ocarina of Time where it's just it's tedious going like especially at the school woods just going back and forth. Up, down, and all around. Like an awkward time. Dead, taking dead, on and off dead, iron dead, boots dead, in the original. And down and on. Mm-hmm. pause it and take them off and on. Shout out to the 3DS um, version of Ocarina Time. But, uh, you know, all the all the puzzles are fun. Combat feels fun and satisfying. Um, but the part where this game really nails it is exploring the world. And making what is such a small map feel like such a, a large one. Like, like, it really is just a small map. It doesn't take you long to get from top to bottom, from north to south. Especially once you have the... east to west. Pegasus boots. Yeah, especially... Especially. Jeez. Yeah, that... It makes it very easy to get around. Uh, I I use that quite a bit. Um, and I think you get a warp thing? What do you mean? The... The fast travel? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you can only use that in the light world. Okay. Um, it's the flute, which literally just looks like the ocarina of time. Uh, Skinny flute. Use the flute, bird comes down, and you got like eight fast travel points that you can get around on the map. Okay. Uh, which comes in pretty handy when, you know, you gotta, you know, you're going to your next dungeon or something like that, and you... Figure out where the uh, warp point to the dark world is uh, in that area, and just again, like scale of the world is fucking amazing in that game. For for a Super Nintendo game, they they made it feel it, alive despite the it, they, smaller they made size it of the world. Feel large. They made it feel alive. Yeah. Um, really, really amazing game. I admittedly cheated on Schoolwoods. He's a dirty little cheater. Yeah, I don't, I don't give a fuck about. I don't give a fuck about using cheats. Shame on, on you, Ben, for being a person and playing a game the way that. you want to. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I'm not even really gonna sit here and try and justify it either, because I feel like most people don't actually care. They shouldn't, anyways. The only people that act like they care are just bored on the internet. <clears throat> yeah, their opinion is just as valid. But also, you're the one playing. Fuck, you can play eh. how you want. Basically. If I want to get the one bad thing. ending in a video game and say it's a bad game, I'm a fucking do it. What are you talking about? Nothing in specific. How dare you? I was making when a reference the last time I said that, but just in general. Yeah, when you said that the last time, you weren't right. I know. I wanted to get the worst ending in Detroit, and I didn't. Damn. That was what bummed me out. The thing with my next Detroit playthrough, and it's what I wanted to do with my first Detroit playthrough, is I wanted everything to go wrong. As I wanted as much as possible to go wrong as possible, just to see how fucking ham-fisted the writing was in that game. 
I like this. Like, I'm ma'am. sorry, but when I saw the androids riding on the back of the bus at the start, I laughed my ass off. I laughed my ass off. I don't know if wow, you should dude. be. <laughs> That's that's the confusing part. I don't know if you should have. At that rate, you should have just written an actual game on the civil rights movement. Yeah. But they wouldn't. If you're gonna go this far, but try so hard to not make it about that, just make it about it. Yeah. Mafia Three did that, and that game sucks. It could have been so good. I didn't know it sucked. Sure, a water cut a model. It's not good. It's really not good. Okay, good to know. Like, I don't hate it. I don't hate Mafia Three, but it's it's got some issues. It could play better Mm -hmm. in certain areas, and I might go back to it eventually. But it could play better in certain areas. The writing's not bad though. Definitive edition didn't even fix anything. The definitive like edition all. just changed just changed the fucking file names, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that was it. So wow. they put out definitive editions. If you own Mafia 2 and 3 on Steam, <laughs> you get the definitive editions of the games automatically. But for Mafia 3, there was nothing to make definitive because it's still just the same game. <laughs> they didn't have to port it anywhere. <laughs> it was already on those systems. Yeah. For how, Mafia how 2 though for Mafia 2 though is only on 360 and PS3 before. So that did actually get updated. And for the first sort Mafia of. game it got remade completely. I really look forward to playing that eventually, but I think the problem with it is is that's probably the game out of the whole series that least needed a remake. I mean it needed a remake graphically, but it also has probably the least interesting story and setting out of all of them. Mafia but, 3 needs one so bad. Yeah. Because that story gonna is go actually interesting. Yeah. But, like, fuck. I find it, I find it really unlikely that they've done all this stuff in the last year with the, the remake and the re-releases of 2 and 3 that they're not exploring a fourth game or even a reboot. Fingers Honest crossed. to cool God, games. that's, a, really that's a 2K game. That's a 2K game, right? Mm-hmm. Just fucking give it to Rockstar. Yeah. Just fucking give it to Rockstar. That'd be cool. I haven't been playing it nearly as much, but Ben and Vinny and I a little bit have been playing the brand new Persona 5 Strikers. What are you guys feeling on it? Alright, so Persona 5 to me was a solid 8 out of, eight out of 10. Persona 4 Golden to me, even though I'm not finished with it yet, is a solid 8 out of 10. Somehow, I like this game more than both of those, and it is a solid 9 out of 10 so far. I'm glad to hear that. Um, The pacing overall, I, I, feel, I feel it's a tad better paced as far as the story goes for me, for my tastes. I understand mm-hmm. with Persona 5 and 4, it's largely... Due to how the game plays, you have to have time for your social links, you know, being able to do things like you know, your job, schoolwork, gotta have time to fit in to fuse personas and, and whatnot in between. Uh, so it's, it's, it's somewhat understandable if, you know, I wish it was maybe a little bit different. Uh, but this game so far, the story has, you know, been consistently moving forward 
at a good pace. Um, but the, the part that really surprised me is I really was going into this game expecting a full-on Musou game, because it, it, it's a Musou game. And then it turned out, oh, it's not actually a Musou game. It's an action RPG. They just made Persona 5 an action RPG. That's fucking cool. It's basically Koei Tecmo looking at Persona saying, we could do that better. I don't know if I... I mean, obviously for me, I like it more, but I still don't know if I'd say better? Differently, I would say. I mean, it's really a matter of opinion. I personally like the turn-based more than the action RPG, but I do understand that I'm having a lot of fucking fun with this. <laughs> um, um, I think I'm still ahead of you, because I've finished the second jail now. To be fair, I'm juggling, like, five games. Yeah, because you like to drive yourself into the ground. He does. I have fun doing it. <laughs> and then you hate video games when you burn out. <laughs> and then you come back weekly, so it's all good. I burn out on it. It's everything. a cycle. Yeah. But that's, no, that's it's, um, Persona 5 Strikers has been the game that I've been jumping right at when I... Because I don't really have anything else that I'm playing too much. Because I've just been enjoying it so goddamn much. I think... I think one thing you can really tell with this as well is how much P-Studios had their fucking hands on with this game. Yeah. You know that they're the ones that were like, this is the story. Do not touch the story. Let the story be. Make a good game. Thank you. <laughs> and you know what? It's probably it's better because... for it. There, there are a few things that are a little questionable in my mind. Um, But... For the most part, it's still a really solid story that that I think the gameplay just improves the story like more so than the turn base did for original five. One thing I do find a little weird is uh and not weird, I mean I'm happy for it, but they really do give a shit about strikers. But in the same way with Persona Four um to Persona Four Dancing All Night they actually like really did care about the story in that game, but from persona five to persona five, um, dancing in starlight, they didn't give a single fuck. Like they're just like, this worked for us last time. Let's do it again. But don't really worry about Wait, the story. I have a genuine question. Mm -hmm. There's actually story in those dancing games. There was in dancing all night and, uh, dancing in starlight, which is the persona five one. Um, it's all social links. What about and the th three? It's same thing. Um, they're actually the exact same game, just different songs and different people. Um, was the story in four important? Yeah, like it's a direct sequel to uh, four. What? <laughs> okay. I so thought... there's two sequels. There's wait. There's three sequels to four. Yeah. Yeah, three? because I mean, 4 Arena the, and Ultimax are sequels to 4 and 3. Right. They're more of like episodes, if you would call them that, um, of things that happen after the game. They're not necessarily like integral to the story, but like they are definitely like in the same I'm universe. getting very much Whereas, like, vibes from this. With Persona 5 Dancing and Starlight, oh my God. it's all based within a dream. God, rhythm games rule. Um. 
And they're like, you guys can't wake up until you finish this dancing competition. So, and it's really stupid. So I have to buy this fucking rhythm game? God damn it. Oh, and don't forget, uh, you yeah. gotta get... Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't forget, Ben, you gotta get Persona Q and Persona Q2. The, I always forget about Persona Q. Those aren't relevant but those ones are more I have no idea. But better safe than sorry at this point. Please, um, please tell me they're not relevant to the story. I'm gonna assume not, but better safe than sorry. Which one's Q? Yeah, Q and Q2. The game's story is split into two campaigns, which follow either of the team of characters from Persona 3 or Persona 4. Each campaign begins partway through the events of the characters' original games. So it can't matter, because nothing happens partway through in those games. Mm-hmm. It's a side story. Okay. I'm going to shut up now. It's... Okay. Q definitely feels more like a... Filler. Like a fun, sort of like Smash Brothers-like thing, where it's just like, let's just get all the characters in one spot. Q2 is definitely better. Um, and it's really fan servicey, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily like you got to go out of your way to play it. Why does it have to be $60? Which one? You fucking. I wish Mango Chan would dance for me. And which. That, me too. I think you can get dancing. it. For, oh. The digital copy of um, <sighs> Dancing All Night, which is four for like 20 bucks on the PSN. Oh. I would avoid buying the, the triple pack that has three five and then the digital copy of four because those codes don't work anymore like they expired in december so back to uh back to strikers real quick one of i -hmm. like the fact that you can not be stuck playing as joker but i hate that you can't remove him from your party like what's the point of not giving us or of letting us not play as him if we can't Get him out of the party if we need somebody else in. And on top of that, why can't we not change who we're playing as in the menu? That's probably the most ridiculous you. thing. Um, I'm going to say the same thing to you that I keep saying to Liz. You're a self-insert character. But he can even die and we can still keep going. So why does he need to be in the party? Because, because you're Joker. Vinny, you are Joker. You're Joker. My name is not Akira Karusu. Ew, you play as Akira? Yes. Oh, man. What he copied my jokers. Let's Play. And I know he did. No, I asked chat. Because that's, that's the name that I picked. I asked chat. Because what it's the, it was the only is. name I that existed when I started the game. Anyways, yeah, anyways, it's the manga name. We have That's, some more. It's not the anime Shut the name. fuck up. No one cares. I, I know. Hopefully I already said that. We have some more thoughts on this game here shortly in the next coming weeks. Yeah. Like I said, I'm moving I'm on two real jails quick. In, uh, so I'll probably be the first done. Vinny, mm-hmm. I said shut the fuck up and you kept talking. No, fuck you, Jordan. No, fuck you, Vinny. What do you got for us, Patrick? I thought you were up next. We'll we'll go to that. We'll... We'll get to that eventually. But that's my favorite part of the podcast, though. <sighs> Marino, you that's need to stop playing Destiny. That's favorite boggy part of the podcast. Yeah. We'll get to that if we ever get to the topics. People stop tangenting, Jordan. Wait, what? It wasn't really <laughs> Jordan this time. The one person that hasn't been tangenting at all, I just call out. <laughs> wow. You're not doing much better right now, buddy. You better get to your Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah, unlike, unlike everyone on the internet, I don't bitch about Pokemon. I'm fine with playing the main games. I'm not going to be like, oh, this sucks, this sucks. And you know what? 
I've been playing through Pokemon X and I finished it up. And let me tell you something. It's probably my second favorite Pokemon game. Damn right. It's better than Platinum. I'm saying that right now. I'll What's give your a shit what you guys actual say. Actual favorites at all. Yeah, that's yeah, Ronnie Mund, exactly. I don't even give a crap what you guys say. Patrick, what's your actual favorite Pokemon game? That'd be Crystal. Okay. Crystal's my favorite because right. the aesthetics and just the way it just turned out. I don't I just really like playing through X. It's different. Um, not a lot of people talk about it. It's one of our, apparently it's Bex's favorite. I'm not sure if he's played Y or X. But he said it was one of his personal favorites and I could see why. It was actually, it was a different art style going from the the DS all the way up to the three, new 3DS with the chibi style and 3D art style and whatnot. I like the X and Y art style. It's very neat. I do like it. And they actually and, introduced that XP share where everyone in your party gets leveled up. So it literally cuts off the grinding by like a lot of hours. Like literally, if you look at my fire red all the way up to black two, at least a good 20 or 30 hours of that is just me grinding. And that was me playing on an emulator. All I had to do is hold down the R2 button, just keep running up and down, up and down, up and down. So I'm just training one Pokemon, maybe two if I had an XP share for that one. I will say the speed up function on emulators drastically increases your playtime in game. Yeah, that's why it's so fucking, it. that's why it's so massive because I've been grinding and having used a speed up feature because I'm not going to sit there for like six hours to grind up like 10 levels on every Pokemon. At least he had a good trade off though with the, uh, with the XP shares. Yeah, it's actually good. And anybody that bitches about it is stupid. They have no right to complain, and they've never played n- another RPG ever. You're not a real See, man. See, my thing about the XP share is that I like the Gen 6 version, the X and Y version, where if you don't want it on, you can turn it off. But The only after... reason you'd want it on is just so you have an excuse to play longer in those grass areas, which is fine. I just rather prefer to... You know, yeah. get my grinding up to like an hour, like maybe 30 minutes to an hour, be fine and move on. Because that's literally how every RPG is. You A whole entire party, you know, levels up and gets XP with you and you battle. It's not just like, oh, you're going to play Final Fantasy Seven. Oh, no, Cloud only gets this XP. Oh, now Tifa gets this XP for this next battle. It's like, what, what's the, why would you want to do one at a time when you not just get them all at the same time and cut down on the grinding so you can actually enjoy the game faster instead of droning on and, gr- and just grinding for hours and be like, you know, I don't even want to play this. I want to come back to it later when I decide to still grind for it. Unless you're the guy trying to level up to 99 before blowing up the uh, reactor. Yeah, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really enjoyed X and Y. The one thing I will complain about... It's a solid game that a lot of people tend to write off. It's really good. The one major gripe I have about it, uh, the worst flaw is its version of Team Rocket. Yeah, Team Flare team is probably the Blair weakest fucking evil team. sucks. Oh, you know what? Like, no, I, I, I was take legitimately that back. pissed I, I had to keep back. dealing with Team Flare all the time. I'm like, I f- legitimately fucking despise these people. Like, I hated Lindstrom or whatever the fuck that final boss is. I Lysander. saw him first. I'm like, I don't like that guy. He looks like a, guy, a douchebag Guy Fieri. <laughs> And fucking, it's like, he has like, oh, yeah, you're going to destroy the Pokemon. It's like, granted, I did do a little way too much over grinding for that third gym and onward, and I was been overpowered ever since. Well, but they also give you an overpowered Mega Lucario right before. The well, gym. I had didn't use them all. I didn't use them at all because I already used them in black, so I can't use them again on my team. Uh, but if he's a Mega, he's a different Pokemon. I still count as the same thing, even if it's Mega or not. I did not use a single Mega Evolution except for that one mandatory battle. Other than that, it was that. 
Only other thing I'd like to do is pretty much just cuts the legendaries and do stuff like that, but no, uh, fucking, let me boot up my fucking game here. My team, I went with Chestnut, the starter, the grass fighting, or you can fight after he evolved. I went with a Tyrantrum, and then I went with a female Pyroar, because that's what they gave me, because I wanted a cat on my team. And then I went with uh, Aegislash, because a fucking a blade seemed really cool at the time. And now I have the power of the Aegis on me. Behold, the Aegis' power! And then I had a Pangoro, because it's just a giant fighting panda, and that just sounded really cool. And then I got a, a fee. Wait, is that a female? Fuck, I can't tell. <laughs> it's all blue-white. I'm pretty sure that's female uh, Meowstic. Yeah, but yeah, I just pretty much used a female... Pretty sure female Meowstic. And that was my pretty much my team the entire time, with Tyrandrum being the most overpowered thing on my entire team. And when I was going through the Elite Four, I had to leave one behind, and he was like six levels above everyone else. I was like, I'm going to leave you behind. And that was one of the worst mistakes I ever did, because I almost died on the way to the Elite Four through Victory Road. And I kept complaining I wanted my dinosaur back. I wanted my dinosaur back, because he turned out to be very well, very well used. And he's a very, very good Pokemon that everyone that should be really recommended on use on every X or Y team. I like him a lot. A lot. Yeah, and that's a great game, and uh, I really enjoy it. It's probably... If not second, at least third, for top three for sure. I guess I got to play through Sun or Moon, then Sword and Shield, and then I've completed all the main story ones. And I could do weird spinoffs and remakes for whatever I do eventually stream. Thanks, shout out to the 3DS capture card. Season two in Cold War just started. Have you been messing around with any of that? I've been just mainly doing Outbreak because I literally just downloaded it last night while I was going through the Elite Four and whatnot. And it's actually... It kind of sucks that I can't play on the other zombie map, but then again, it's just free trial, so it's whatever. But Outbreak's actually fun because you just pretty much boot up the thing. It's kind of like a Battle Royale-esque vibe to it, but with just you and another person and zombies to fight off against. So you can go to like different houses, loot up chests, whatnot, get weapons and upgrades and whatnot. And the rounds only increase when you do a certain objective. Say like, you have to go to this thing, blow up this crystal, go sucked into this thing and fight off a bunch of zombies for like five minutes. Drop off a beacon, you can turn into exile and end the game, or continue upward with your rate, your waves, and then it keeps getting increasingly stronger, stronger, stronger. And every time you can drive vehicles, it's pretty neat. And then it always starts you off in a random map. Three, there's three maps it gave you. It starts off in a random order, and then it gives you a random objective every single time. So it's always kind of, kind of a new, fresh idea every time you start it. But once you play on the maps, you'll know exactly what to do. And it's very good, uh, good, good, good breakup from the classic just. See how long you can survive. This actually has more objectives to it and practice your battle royale if you've never played a battle royale, but it's like looting, shooting, and just practice that, just going to different things and see what you can get. I'm probably going to mess with the multiplayer later tonight, but I'm glad I got a free week off it because it's a really good game, it's just, even though my PC can hardly run it now, but I'll hopefully have a new one here soon. I went ahead and looked up that update because I didn't realize Season 2 was starting soon. I haven't gotten a chance to play new season just yet. They finally added gun game. Yeah, they did. They added gun game. Does that mean I have to get it so, now? <laughs> it's still sixty bucks. Uh, what what's the free to play weekend? How far does it go? Uh, it starts from the twenty fifth and goes to like March third, so it's basically seven days. Okay. I think it was the fourth, but I could be wrong. The fourth or something. Yeah, I got an email about last night, so I downloaded. It's like eighty gigs or so. Me and Ant have been playing it, and it's been great fun. Well, other than that, do you guys got anything else to add, or are we ready to move on to our topics? 
Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that we're we're, we're getting the time to get into fucking topics for once? We are. No. We're getting the top. This is ten episodes since we've done topics properly. I don't think it's been that long. It's, it's it probably long. has. It's been, been a while. while. Does that mean it, technically, technically, we already talked about one of them? Yes. True. Does that mean I get to in editing insert a transition song? No. no. To the topics. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yes. Brand new Let's Play of Metroid Prime, the greatest of Metroid Prime Let's Play on YouTube.com. Let's go ahead and uh, start that. Uh, Transition song real quick. Alrighty, guys. So, we're going to be moving on to our topics now. I'm going to be starting off with uh, something I'm very excited about. And that's uh, it's going to be some Destiny 2. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um... Earlier this week or last week, I don't really remember. It's everything just kind of blends into each other. But Bungie announced this really fucking big expansion that they're doing to their studio. They are upgrading their office from 84,000 square foot to 208,000 square foot. And I've wow. been to their office in Bellevue. Um, and obviously I didn't get to go inside. I was basically just a fangirl standing outside being like, oh my god, I'm in front of I'm in front of Bungie right now. I'll, I'll do that at Retro Studios. <laughs> yeah. The sad part and all is the workers that are sounds exactly thinking, like, like you, Marino. Huh? I said the sad part is that it sounds exactly like you. <laughs> yeah. As I was like standing out there, like workers were coming out and you can tell they were just thinking like, oh great, another one. Because I'm sure they have to go through that shit every day. But anyways, um... In that little building that they have, there's like a gym next to it. There's a Barnes and Noble, even though it's not connected. I think there's like a restaurant upstairs, but I'm assuming they literally just bought the rest of the building um, and just cut like a deal with whatever that gym was and just told them to leave. So that's really cool. Um, And it really helps out right now because everybody's at home because of COVID. So that just gives them a perfect excuse to knock down the walls and keep working on that office building. So um, it's expected to finish in fall of 2022 and they are hiring on a bunch of fucking people for some shit I'll talk about here in a second. But on top of that, they also are opening up an international studio in Amsterdam. And I'm assuming this is going to be related to their next IP that they're working on, which is trademarked as I think matter is what it's called right now. Um, I'm assuming that's going to be some sort of an RTS game, but that's just pure speculation. Um, but they're also saying that they're looking to move into quote unquote other media, which, um, really all I want is books, just some sort of way to, to expand the lore. But if they want to do some sort of show on Paramount plus or something, I'll have it just give me everything basically, but very exciting shit. But yesterday they dropped this massive update on bungie.net called destiny 2021 update. And there was some kind of sad news in the beginning, which was that the witch queen, which is the next expansion was delayed until early 2022, which basically means this is going to be the first year that destiny has been out without an expansion of any kind. But we do have paid seasons that come out every three months or so that adds a lot of shit. So it's not too big of a deal. 
Um, but they are ditching sunsetting indefinitely, which is amazing, which sunsetting is shit because they're basically saying like, Hey, whatever you get right now won't be relevant in a year because we're going to not take it away from you, but you can't increase its power. So that is really awesome that they're getting rid of that because they're basically saying like, we didn't do this correctly. We're going to go back and work on it. But for now you guys can keep the shit that you earn. So that's really exciting for someone like me. Um, they also announced that there's going to be one last expansion after Lightfall, which comes after Witch Queen, and that's going to be the end of the quote-unquote Light and Darkness saga, which isn't necessarily saying that Destiny is going to end after that, but that's just going to be the end of this current arc that they're doing. Um, Vault of Glass starts next season, which is cool. That's a Destiny 1 raid returning, and then Crossplay comes out in season 15 which is around fall and that's really exciting for me because i currently play on xbox um but when i want to play with my friends i hop back on pc to play with my friends but the day i can finally just be able to play on my series x and not have to worry about pc anymore will be a very happy day for me because it runs a lot better on my series x and um God, it's just, it, I haven't felt this way in a long time. It feels like Bungie's actually giving a shit about their game. Um, the thing I don't really understand is how they're going to afford it, um, especially opening up a second studio in Amsterdam, but they must have money from something. I yeah, don't I was going to say, the, they, they have funding from somewhere. They're not going to do it if they don't have the funds. Right. Like, that's not something that is an immediate, oh, no, we'll get it back immediately. That's They're mm-hmm. going to take a long time to get that money back. You know? It's either... I mean, they did get that 500000 or sorry, 500000 $500 million investment from NetEase like a year ago. That's probably where a lot of that money's coming from. Um, and I guess they just must be doing good with the money that the game's making. I mean, after all, they do charge 10 fucking dollars for one emote, so it makes sense, I suppose. Um, but like this season that's going on right now, which is kind of what I was going to go into earlier about what I've been up to is I've just been playing a lot of this season going on right now. And it's so fucking good. Um, they added in a new mission called presage and it's essentially like a dead space, like mission, um, some spooky shit, kind of like alien isolation vibes going on. Um, and for once in destiny, it's actually really fucking hard. And it's uh kind of cool because you have to go back every week the layout changes throughout the ship every time at least i think um and they introduced the master difficulty which um my group and i were able to do um on tuesday night it was pretty fucking hard but it was rewarding and dropped the catalyst for the dead man's tale the new exotic that came out this season but anyways um not to go on much longer, but it uh, it just feels good playing Destiny right now, and seems like they're actually giving a shit. The that little 2021 update they put on Bungie.net yesterday, everything I was reading and it was just like I completely fucking agree with everything that they're saying right now. Usually it's like, hey guys, we have all this great stuff for you, but we're also taking away 60% of the game, like um, just something shitty, like in the after the aftermath of it but right now it just feels like everything's good and all i can say is right now it is a good time to be playing destiny and i look for once you're being rewarded for sticking with it yeah 
instead of shot on repeatedly like you've been for a while. Exactly. They, I'm sure it's a nice change of pace. Yeah, especially because they put in weekly challenges, which is funny because everything that they've added in over the last two years feels like they're just taking right out of Fortnite. Um, the season pass style, the or the battle pass style, I mean, and now they have these weekly challenges. What's that? No, okay. Um, but yeah, they added in these weekly challenges. There's 10 per week, and it basically just gets you another level on your battle pass if you complete it. And they're not particularly that difficult, but the really nice thing is, is if you don't do them, you can come back and do them another week. Um, it's not like, oh, fuck you, you didn't do it this week. You can't do them now. Like, you could technically grind it out the last week if you wanted to. And it's uh, really fucking nice that they uh, did that. So anyways, that's uh, my little destiny talk for tonight. Um, moving on. There was a Nintendo Direct recently, and I think I want to hand this one over to Ben for a little bit, because I think he uh, definitely knows a little bit more about it than I do. So there was a Nintendo Direct on Wednesday the 17th of February. We uh, whittled this list down to really only like the new stuff announced, not any like, oh hey, here's updates on like, I mean, some of the stuff is updates, but just really picked out the really cool shit. Not that DC superhero girls stuff that we're not particularly interested in because <laughs> we're not children. God, me and Marino are going to play that day one online, daddy. But <laughs> the fuck you aren't, bitch. I want to you if you don't. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I censor that. That's two episodes in a row that you've got infinity to go, Jesus. Probably censor that one and make them guess. I will. So, uh, I, okay. Here's the thing. I expect that when we're just fucking around, but not when we're recording the podcast. <laughs> I want to play girly games with Mringo Chan. So they started to direct off really strong. Pyra and Mithra in Smash. Good. Fuck uh, Steve. Both, both. Uh, like they're the same character slot, but they're still numbered differently. Yeah, yeah, they apparently are. Pyro's 79 and Mithra's 80, I think. It's like 80, 81, um, I think. Some people, very upset. Well, because they're fucking idiots. very excited. Um, I don't care. Yep. Personally. Don't give a shit. I, they can like, stop whining. That, they're not Sephiroth. You can't top that. I felt very indifferent this whole fighter pass. I I have two things to say. One, the same people getting upset about, oh, another anime swords character were excited about Sephiroth, you know, another anime swords character. <laughs> yep. Here, Here's the difference. Sephiroth Raw? Sephiroth killed Mario when he entered. Sephiroth <laughs> is Kino. Yeah, and he killed Mario. Or at least it looked like it. Yeah, well, so Ridley killed Mario. Steve killed Mario. A lot yeah, of people beat up Mario. Kill Mario. So <laughs> Everybody should just kill Mario. <laughs> yes. Hello, in fact, Mario. if you want to make a good impression in Smash, just kill Mario. Kill Mario. <laughs> but um, so Speaking you were making of fun killing. of me, Ben, for for getting misled and thinking it was a Xenoblade Two thing. But actually, a lot of people also thought that. And part yeah, of it is so... because normal. A lot of 
the Smash trailers open with a sing sing bling thing. The thing and, that it, gets and the direct me is version the of this did not non-actual gameplay. Yeah, at the very bottom it always say non-actual gameplay, and that's when I know it's Smash. Here, here's mm. the there thing for me though. Here's the thing for me though, and here's and, here's and why the opening cutscene was in the Xenoblade Two engine, not the Smash engine. Here's here's why I knew. And it was specifically because there was no way they opened with anything other than Smash. A lot of the times when they mention Smash directly, they'll put it at the end. With this direct, there was no way. I knew from the get-go they were going to start with Smash and end with a random, like, bombshell announcement, which we'll get to in a bit. But we'll we'll keep going here. Uh, Samurai Warriors 5 got announced. It's coming to Switch, and I think it's also going to be on PS4. Um, Got a kind of kind of cool art style so i uh, like I, i'm down i'm down for that famicom detective club uh old nes like detective visual novel type game uh i think it also got put out on the super famicom as well uh finally coming over to north america with the remake uh both titles coming out may 14th for 35 bucks respectively each it looks um, neat yeah it looks pretty cool you know i'll, I'll probably drop some cash on that uh, they announced the Legend of Mana remaster, which is also coming to PC and Steam. Um, That's welcome. That looks like it might be interesting. Um, I might play that instead of my PS1 copy. More Mana games on the one system is always good. Yeah. Uh, and then we're, we're finally getting a new Mario Golf on a console. Finally. First one, first one since GameCube. Uh, yeah, that's wait, like really? what almost like, over a decade at this point now. Yes, I'm surprised they wouldn't have Toadstool put one on Wii. Tour was the last console Mario. Was Toadstool Tour 2003. I'm very surprised that they didn't for put one on the Wii. 2004. It's been over Although 15 years for sure. They did. Have oh, I'm Wii sorry. Sports. 2003. Yeah, yeah. I figured because that was very early on, kind of early on the GameCube. So yeah, that's almost 20. Fuck, that's 18 years. Yeah, since a Mario Golf was on a console. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> um. I'm and like I said, I'm surprised they didn't put one on Wii. It's been seven years since the last one. Eight. Yeah. And I played World the Tour fucking on the 3DS out of World Tour. I've never played M Mario Kart. I, I, uh, World Mario Tour Golf is really game. good. I like World I Tour a lot. I love that game. It, it plays really fucking well. It's a shame it's on the um, 3DS. Yeah, I need to go back and, and play that game again because I started it a little bit back in the day and never really got too deep in it. Um, I've never played a Mario Golf game, so good for you guys, because you like it. I'll probably pick it up to play with you, but it'll be my first. Yeah, well, you're a whore, though. Go on. This is going to be a good game with friends, though, uh, just for the multiplayer mode that they showed off. <laughs> like, yeah, somebody's going to be oil. What, what did they call it? Like Speed Boy. Golf or something? Speed it was golf, Speed Golf. Speed Golf um, items. Yeah. It's Mario Party, that... except instead of a board game, it's golf. Yeah, it looks really... <laughs> I would actually, I wouldn't say like Mario Party. I'd say it's more similar to Mario Kart. Yeah. Um, like Battle Mode and Mario Kart. Yeah, I would say that. It's a lot more like that. I or guess. Like, or like the, the Battle only reason, Mode and Mario Tennis on N64. Only reason I, I compared it thing. to Mario Party is because of the stars you collect. Instead, you'd be going for the best score on the, on the, um, on the courses to get i guess points or whatever i don't know how it's gonna work but i'm guessing it's, i'm just happy that everyone's you get points getting a unique based on costume. whoever has the lowest amount of strokes for each course 
everyone's going to feel unique and not just like slap together. Yeah. Yeah. Warrior's like, got owning a grip. oil business out in Texas. Warhill. Warhill looks like else. Doug Dimonome in casual clothes. Uh, additionally, it's getting a story mode as well. Uh, just like the uh, old advanced tour game. Uh, so that, that that's real cool. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. Um, that's a day one get. Being done by Camelot again, so they'll never be released from their prison of only making Mario Sports titles. <laughs> hey, that Man. they make a they do a fantastic they do a fantastic job on them, so I'm they fine do. with that. They... Every time they announce a Mario Sports title, a Golden Sun fan dies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, carry on, my Golden Sun. You will gain no more <laughs> heroes. I'm gonna by the way. shoot That's, you. Uh, come get out of release date finally. Yeah, No More Heroes 3, August 27th. It graphically looks terrible. Yeah. It looks like it's still a Wii game. Which at that point, maybe instead of trying to make it look realistic, you should have just gone all the way with the anime art style. Still looks fun, but yeah. It still looks fun, though. I still need to pick up the uh, 1 and 2. But you know what isn't on Wii? This random boss. Wait, 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 wait. Ben, did you just say you would willingly play a game with motion controls? There are certain games that work well with motion controls, and it's literally any sword-based game. Especially one where you have to jack off to recharge your sword. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll I mean, give you that. I'm that dead is a lot serious. Of fun. That yeah. is the game. I know. Yep. I know. I've, I've, I've seen it. It's great. Go ahead. Uh, no, that game controls perfectly with motion controls. Uh, a game called Neon White got announced featuring Steve Bloom. Oh, did we confirm that? It's been a while that... since I've heard heard his voice. Did we confirm that it was him? That, that that's absolutely Steve Bloom. I didn't confirm it, but it's Steve Bloom. Watch watch it not be Steve Bloom, and you're just a fucking no. Baby. It's <laughs> it's totally Steve Bloom. Uh, it's coming in winter. It looks really cool. Mario uh, themed Animal person. Crossing update. Do what, Patrick? I was about to say it's like a. I'm just gonna say it's a card. It's like a first person. Yeah. Card game. We shoot and kill demons in heaven. It's cruel. But yeah, Animal Crossing. Yeah. Uh, Mario themed update coming to Animal Crossing for free. Uh, Project Triangle Strategy announced the next game in the in the, what they call it the HD 2D series or 2D HD whatever whatever, the whatever they called, called it. Um, basically follow up to Octopath Traveler except in the style of you know Final Fantasy Tactics uh, in a way. Uh, from what I've heard, there's a lot of interesting story branching elements on there that'll be very interesting. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm... Uh, Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Ninja Gaiden, coming back from the dead. The Master Collection, one of also the, uh, coming out on Xbox, PC, and PS4, June 10th. One of the uh, streamers that I follow tweeted when that was announced, just in all caps, "Fucking finally." Yeah, that series has been dead since 2013. Really? It's been that long. They've not they've not done anything with it. Huh. Uh and I think the last new game they put out for it was Yaiba. Um if you want to look up the critical reception of that game to see how people feel about it. Okay, Ninja Please do Gaiden. because I'm not going to. Yaiba. It's mostly negative, hardly like somewhere in the middle. There is um, they announced Skyward Sword HD. 
uh, coming July 16th for $60. Uh, a lot of people they are at least, They at least... Um, <laughs> Yeah, like Patrick said, a lot of people are up in arms uh, about it, and uh, they they at least added uh, non motion controls in there. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah. We can go on for like thirty minutes and talk about this and that ports, but I don't think we have enough time for that for today's episode, unfortunately. No. Um, then they announced Splatoon three. Yeah, that's it's like a weird post-apocalyptic looking thing. I was like, the Jordan fuck? Jordan and Patrick, are you going to ignore it like you ignored Splatoon 2? Because yes. th- that is something I want to play with you guys. Nope. I've always wanted well, to play Well, see, I, pl- I played a bunch of Splatoon 2, like, tried to, but then I got all these other games and I got stuck. <laughs> I'm going to ignore it like I did Splatoon 1 and 2. I enjoyed Splatoon 1 a fucking lot. I don't care about those games Splatoon at all. Splatoon 2 didn't I keep my interest at all. Splatoon 3. I really want to give Splatoon 3 another go, like a Splatoon 3 when it drops, like how I did with 1, because 1 really sucked me in and really just like was one of my most played uh, Wii U games, because it was really fucking good. The the thing about Splatoon for me, I dig the style, I dig the music, dig a lot about the world. I aggressively don't care about the gameplay. <laughs> yeah, it happens. I think it's fair. Marino. What were you trying to say huh? a minute ago? Oh, all I can say is I love the first game, but just could not get into the second one. Same here. It's too Same hard. Here. I don't know. It went too hard. I just couldn't get into it. I tried. I couldn't. I just couldn't. Yeah. I've wanted <laughs> I'll to. I'll try with three, but I did enjoy what I played of two. Like, I really enjoyed the Salmon Run. I hope they have something similar to that in the next yeah. game. See, I will always be down to play Splatoon 2, but none of you fuckers ever want to. Hey, you kept trying to get me. Well, to. I'm hardly online, and you know. Yeah. <sighs> is the online actually decent in that game, unlike uh, yes. 3D World? It, it actually is. It's yeah. a lot better. Splatoon is by far Nintendo's best online game. Yeah. Let me know, man. I'll play it with you. Which I'm... That's depressing. I mean, it is their COD, basically. Ha! Cod, fish, Splatoon. You still, bubbly, bubbly, bubbly. still, you literally, <laughs> you literally have one of the biggest fighting games on the planet, and you can't get its online working right. Wait, what? Yeah, well, like, well see, Smash fans you, are ungrateful. Then again, so it. then again, if you ask half again, the fucking fighting game community, it's we not live a real in the world game. of the FGC, not having any fucking decent rollback for most of their games. So. Plus, Smash fans are one of the most undeserving people in the Nintendo community. Very Shots true. Fired. Very, very true. Yeah. But at least I'm glad that the Splatoon's actually like a big enough franchise where they can actually drop that at the end of a direct and get people hyped. It's very rewarding because it's actually a very good concept that's different from shooters, which I was always respect Splatoon as being a good franchise. My only gripe with it, if anything, if it's, it even counts as a gripe, is it's not made sense to me why... They've released Splatoon 1, 2, and 3, but they could have just done it like, you know, other people do other games where it's like, you know, why don't we just do like a yearly season or something if you're worried about releasing it well, or re-releasing it, drawing new crowds and like, well, oh, brand I new can, season, it's a brand new game. The know, re- have, at least, I don't, I agree with you to an extent. The Switch from the, from the Wii U to the Switch makes sense, but yes. to have... Two and three, both on the Switch, is a little eh. I mean, we'll just have I mean, to see how it comes out and plays. Yeah. Like, what? Well, it's really out like You can really say at that point. Wait, what? What is eh about two and three being on the? Same if you're if you're gonna have a game like that's like a shooter, 
it doesn't feel like ha- having a, multiple sequels on the same console is a great thing. Although I will give them this. Why? They're not trying to force it out yearly like fucking COD. Uh, uh, it just feels weird. I don't know why. I think what I think I can compare it to something that kind of makes more sense to everyone here. Kind of like how they do with a certain theories, which they need a new sequel. I don't know why. I know why they haven't because it's selling well enough, but I think they need to. Mario Kart. You have one for each game console, each definitive edition. It's like, okay, this I know can play well. I know what this is for. This is belongs only one Mario Kart per console. But then we get to the Switch and we get 8 Deluxe, which is a really good game. I just want 9. I just want to get a new Mario Kart game, just a new experience and fresh new thing. Sure, 8 Deluxe is really amazing, but I just want a new one. Um, My only argument against the thing with it feeling weird, I guess you mean for Nintendo, is there's been precedent for it for their entire lifespan making video games. So I I don't understand what's weird about it now. Yeah, yeah Nintendo has been doing this with other sequels because you could technically say the same thing about Mega Man like one through I think five on the NES because they're almost all Maybe the same games, just the... like different colored palettes and stages. That's Capcom though. Yeah, I know, but it's still like kind of the like, same base idea. And say just like, Nintendo. I, but... I felt like we were talking about Nintendo specifically having follow ups on the same system, to which again. There are three Mario Brothers games on the NES. There are two Mario Brothers games on the Super Nintendo. Maybe it's because that they Nintendo. have gone and pushed... There are two Mario Galaxy games on the Wii. Maybe it's because they've You're gone and pushed probably updates going to get for this a second compared Mario to game most... On the Switch. Uh, compared to most of Nintendo's games, Splatoon is vastly different in the fact that they've gone and pushed updates and events throughout each game's lifespan. And instead of just making continuing to make events clearly the team is still working on new ideas so why not just make them the new patches new weapons new events in splatoon 2 that already exists Clear, clearly they want to make a new setting a new story mode i mean it's no different from anything else but then even if they wanted new settings it's going to be mostly just new stages which just to add them to the rotation with I everything I said, else. and a new campaign. New story mode makes sense. They have one. They made. Game. They needed new story DLC, so they could just add another story DLC. But my my point is, if they have ideas enough that they can make another game, they're not just going to make it DLC. And then to say it's just a business decision. If it, what, they're going to go with whatever makes them the most money and what pleases to the fans that's the most. That's true. At the end of the day, yeah. Because that's all we had to look at. It. Business is business. Yep. New game draws new the kids. The problem in. is true. The problem is with Nintendo is they're still going to charge sixty dollars for Splatoon two after Splatoon three comes yep. out. Yep. Yeah, yeah, because it's Nintendo. Yep. Isn't Splatoon two at forty dollars now? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. That's why I just recommend going to somewhere like Walmart if you can, where the games are just ten dollars cheaper <laughs> in general. Yeah, Splatoon two Nintendo Switch fifty six ninety nine. I don't agree with some of their practices, like keeping pr- games priced like that for years on years, but... You'd think it'd go down, given they actually put the price down for, like, Breath of the Wild, for example. But I'm sorry, that... they did. Okay. I don't... Yeah, you don't agree with their decision, Bre- business Breath of, decisions. Breath of the Wild, I think, it. is... Oh, uh, yeah. 50 Yeah. Now? Why is the Wii U version more expensive than the Switch version? 
because they don't have they don't care about that version. <laughs> Nobody's gonna buy it. Yeah. So now that we wrapped up the direct, anyone want to give us one quick thought of what stood out the most, or should we move on? Those Skyward Sword Joy-Cons are so fucking oh. cool. Sword. For me, for me, Project Triangle Strategy. I agree. I can't wait till that's the the release date name too. I love Triangle Strategy. I love Doctor Path. Um, I just hope they kind of make Triangle Strategy look a little bit more interesting. Because I'm not gonna lie, that opening trailer was boring as fuck. Um, I mean, that's what uh, I I heard that the actual story shit in the in the demo was very interesting and very compelling. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's anything to really worry about there. Um, I think it just comes down to the fact that sometimes Square Enix doesn't know how to make good trailers for shit. Exactly. Unless it's the stuff that people really care about. I'm just glad that they have the demo thing where they can ha- provide that and then give feedback and that work a year on it until it fully comes out, which is what I think a lot of people should do with as developers. Yeah. For yeah. sure. I'm excited for Scarrow Sword. Uh, Very excited. Real quick... Real quick, brief mention, real quick. I didn't put it on here, but uh, BlizzCon happened, and I don't particularly care much about BlizzCon, but that Diablo 2 remaster looks kind of cool. And I hope it's good. So, what I think, so I'm going to go a different route than all of you. Skyward Sword, Jokons look great. Skyward Sword, that's going to be up for debate later. We don't have time for that. Then this triangle strategy does look cool. However, like I said, it's been. Goddamn, almost a two decades without a single fucking Mario Golf game. I was upset because I didn't have a 3DX. I was not a handheld console gamer. I was only like a main console, not a handheld one because I couldn't afford that. So finally getting the Mario Golf game, I'm hoping it's good. I'm hoping that it's like good, chunky, meaty, chunky story that's going to keep chunky. me entertained for a long while because that's yeah. something I can sink my teeth into and play something for mm. day one because I love the Mario sports God, games. Talk to me like that. Now what we need, what we need now, we need an actual Strikers release sequel mm. and we need an actual baseball game. Do it. It's time for those Fucking two. Do it. We need Nintendo. those. Do it. To this we day, I'm surprised that Strikers is not the baseball game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sluggers. So everyone, I, if you want those games, I want you to go out and you go pre-order start. You 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 pre-order those Star Rush. You go you pre-order that. You get it sell to like at least like six million within two years. And then they can like okay, we need to make more sports games. Whip them out for Switch. Basically, fund Patrick Slavchad. I, I I'm I'm up there with him in Mario Golf. I'm fucking. So excited for Mario Golf, like just as much as Skyward Sword. Um, Amber awesome. uh, grew up playing a lot of Strikers, so I'm sure if they if uh, Super Rush ended up causing more sports games to come, she would shit herself. Yeah, I just like Mario spinoff stuff that's more interesting than the main series yeah. for me personally. Yeah, no, definitely. Mario Sports Mix for the Wii is a very it was cool fucking game. great. You should, you should you should bring that back, please. Work just with Square Enix again. Yes, Fortune Street, Fortune Street for my Switch. For Switch. Oh my God. Anyways, so I, after okay, continue onward. So Ben, yeah, Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, so we were going to talk about State of Play, and then there wasn't like a whole shit ton exciting about that. So I'm just going to talk about the Final Fantasy VII announcements. Before you do, uh, I just have one quick thing. There weren't a lot of new games announced, 
in that state of play, and one of the things that was was something we had heard the week before on the Nintendo Direct. That's true. <laughs> the dodgeball Which game. Which one was that? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that that thing. Knockout City. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool concept. Yeah. Like, um, I I just find that really amusing. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, continue. But uh, FF7 yeah. Remake Intergrade was announced for PS5. Um, upgraded textures, all, all that yeah. good jazz. Uh, if you're a PS4 owner, like if you purchased it, uh, you get a free yeah. upgrade for the game. Well, then it's a now, damn good it thing I have it sitting on, on PS Plus. Yeah, uh, it is available for PS Plus at the current moment. If you have it on PS Plus, you cannot upgrade. So if that's how you got it and you're listening to this podcast, you're shit out of luck. Please keep that in mind. Fucking idiot. Um, they also announced uh, some extra content for it. Episode Yuffie, uh, which is is separate, standalone, if you have the PS4 copy um, and are upgrading that way, uh, in which case you have to pay $19.99. Um, if you buy the PS5 version, um, it comes with that for full $70. Um, and Episode Yuffie is uh, exclusive to PS5. Uh, they also announced a FF7 prequel called FF7 The First Soldier coming to Android and iOS this year. It's a battle royale game, and it actually looks decent. I have a question about it. I blame it. Apex for making me interested in battle royale games. I have a question about it. Yes. You said it's a prequel. It, so does that mean yes. I don't need to know anything about 7 to try it out? Vinny play everything, play the original Final Fantasy 7 before you play anything else. The mistake I made was starting with Crisis Core. I have I have the original 7 here somewhere. I will I am planning to play it. I have the PS2 still hooked up. Don't you have a PS3? I don't know where it is. Stream idea. Stream game. No nuts. Add it to Possibly. your list. Yes. Somebody put uh, it in the game station yeah. form. <laughs> first, first Soldier coming to Android and iOS. Uh, and then they also announced Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, uh, which just was... The, the name Ever Crisis was in the name beforehand for them registering a trademark for it. Uh, but it's also coming to Android and iOS uh, in 2022, so it's it's a bit of a way off. Uh, and it's going to be a turn-based RPG covered over chapters, uh, which is going to go over the entirety of the compilation from FF7 to Advent Children, the movie... Dirge of Cerberus, Crisis Core, Before Crisis, and apparently maybe even some stuff beyond that? Maybe some original story stuff that could tie into Remake? So, uh, basically, they're going all out like they did in the mid-2000s once again for Final Fantasy VII. And they um, injected into my veins. They did the same thing for fifteen. I think it was just called Final Fantasy Fifteen Mobile Edition. But they completely redid all of 15, just like made it chibi and made it like a mobile game. And I think mm-hmm. they eventually even ported it to like Switch and Xbox, PS4. Yes. But that's yeah. what this, um, what was it called? Ever Crisis reminded me of. Yeah, it, it'll probably get ported at some point. Um, I think it's cool just for the concept of a playable version of Advent Children. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like a properly playable version of Before Crisis. Uh, because for those that don't know, Before Crisis is a mobile game that was put on flip phones in the mid-2000s and never left flip phones. 
Uh, so, like, the only other way to really play it is, like, somebody made a fan game version of it that doesn't particularly play as well as that flip phone version does. So to get a remade version of that storyline is going to be interesting and, and really cool. And I'm excited about that. Um, and I'm excited to see what potential original story stuff they do. Um, especially once they get to the next uh, FF7 remake game. But, yeah, that's uh, probably why they're releasing all this stuff to just try to tie people over because it's probably going to take them like another uh, good chunk of a little good while to, because I'm pretty sure what the original Final Fantasy it, remake ended like what what disc one ended was it you told me or something? A little bit before where disc one ends. Okay. But, uh, so it's probably gonna take them at least I'm gonna say probably like a good couple of years. So they're probably trying to like stretch this stuff out to like keep people entertained yeah. while they work on it, which is probably a smart uh, move. They they also announced Nomura is no longer directing the next game. Uh, he's creative director over the FF7 project in general. Uh, because they, with Remake, like, with Remake, they full-on revived the compilation of Final Fantasy VII. Like, it's the final part in the series. It's a remake, but it's also a sequel, and... Shout out to Nomura for making everything messy. It's not even really just his fault. Um, in fact, he, apparently, they wanted to go crazier with the remake, and he said... Don't fucking do that. <laughs> That's surprising considering what he's done directing Kingdom Hearts. Um, so now that he's not directing the next game, I really want to see how off the walls they go. <laughs> um, I will finally shut up now. I told Marina I wouldn't go long and I feel like I went longer. You've than gone I was longer this whole to. fucking episode, pal. All right. And it's all your fault. Everything is ruined and it's your fault. I hate you. That's definitely okay. <laughs> I still don't understand why your name on Discord is definitely, but we're going to go with it. That's because he defecates. Oh, do you want me to explain no. that real quick? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> um, definitely. Definitely do not. Wrapping up the show real quick, um, I want to talk about the Pokemon Presents that came out this morning. Yeah, I actually watched that. Um, I think we all did. Something that brought me to tears watching and... Uh, I guess we'll just start with new Pokemon Snap, which was amazing looking. Um, very Looks excited great. for it. I'm very excited and for the prospect of we have post processing on our photos now, so that we can we can style them up however we want and then post them because the Switch lets us do that. And I'm excited. As Vinny rubs his hands, I just hope it's even. a little bit. I hope it's longer and has a little bit more repeat replayability than Pokemon. It will definitely have more replayability because of the post-processing on the photos. But I don't know about story length. I have a feeling they're going to jam-pack the game. That's the problem is that doesn't necessarily excite me. So that's what I'm hoping that there's something. Or they at least keep it updated with new content unlike Super Mario Party. Rest in peace, Super Mario Party. Fucking hell, they didn't treat that game at all. And it's sold fine, too. Like the game should have been updated with new boards and stuff, but oh well. Um, that's for a topic another day. Let's not. I'm not exactly. getting into that. Yeah. Uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl were announced for this winter, and I have been begging the gaming gods for what feels like almost a decade. Probably not necessarily, but um, I feel like eight years. 
yeah, me and my friend Matt and my buddy Josh, like we've just, we've prayed, you know, like, please let this happen. And I remember the sheer disappointment I felt when they announced Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee because I thought that was the moment we would get our Diamond of Pearl remake, but decided to hold out a little bit longer and we didn't know. We finally got it. On the Switch. Yeah, on the Switch. I... It it wasn't no, my first Pokemon game, but the original Diamond and Pearl is definitely the one that I've spent the most time with. That's what I've been seeing a lot of from people on so Twitter. So I'm very excited, but also concerned. Because while it's not being done by Game Freak, it a lot of people are saying that it's going to be... Are thinking that it's going to be a direct one-to-one, and I'm not 100% sure how I feel about that. It will be good in the sense already... of the nostalgia, but it won't... But a lot of the time, the remakes, especially the older ones, like Heart, Gold, and Soul Silver, will add extra shit to enhance it. And if they don't do that, I think I might be a little disappointed. Well, I can tell you right off the bat that I did see a tweet that there's a lady that's standing outside of like a flower shop in Eterna City that's only in platinum, and she's in this trailer. You mean Floroma Town? So, what's that? You mean Floroma Town? Yeah, sorry. Um, so that means Shaman's probably in the game. Shaman Sky form too, because that's where you get the flower from. Mm-hmm. So that's like at least like some sort of sign that it's going to be more akin to platinum than diamond and pearl. I'd, so, it's fine if they fingers don't crossed. um if they don't put giratina at the climax if they have like a delta episode type thing. That's what I want, yeah. I'm looking forward to it and I'm not even into Pokémon a whole lot. I haven't played much of them but like that looks fucking cool. I love the You still need to finish that playthrough of Red. That's your fault. Not mine. So it was, hey, it was there earlier in the morning. It, own, it was just myself, you still have the fucking Vinny, and Ant in the call when it aired. And when it got announced, I, I was, none of us like screaming, freaking out. Vinny was like, oh, this." he was like, look at it. He was like, the art style's interesting. So you know, we made the jokes like, oh, watch people on Twitter freak out about it. And, then and they, they freaked out about it. Yep, they did. In both ways possible, which I am not surprised yep. because... Fan, sometimes fan bases are the worst people in the world. Yeah. They beg for something, they get it, and now a lot of people are like, well, this is the ugliest thing. Why would you even bother with this? I don't want it anymore. And some people are actually genuinely excited, so it's like, can't please everyone. It's just kind of an annoying thing. I noticed a lot on Twitter. Oh, I, so a lot yeah, of people were happy. Yeah, I noticed it all day. And a lot of people were pissed off, so it's like, fucking just pick something and just be happy with it. I've yeah, noticed I've older people were really it. upset about the art style of it. They were like, "This isn't this is why is it so shipped into 3D? This is a remake of, of a 2D game. It should be 2D. It should be sprite based still. Why is it 3D? It looks like shit. I hate it." I, I saw like four fucking people say that. Then they're all like thirty year old. Look what they did with Link's Awakening. Uh, they took a 2D Link's game Awakening and too. made I, it a 3D game. I, I just felt like saying or a 2.5D game, and it looked fucking fine. I think it looks fine as long as it's like they have it has more content than the original and it plays well and it you know just runs well. I think it should be fine. It's still whether people like it or not, like those angry people, it's still going to be in like the top top ten Amazon best selling things. Like once it yeah. releases and it'll be stay up there for like a couple months, if not almost a yeah. year. Regardless, it'll probably we're all be until uh, the other thing that got announced comes out. Yeah, 
yeah, it's going to be up there. It's going to sell well whether people like it or not. And you know what? I'm fine with that. That can really at least my next Gen 4 playthrough. I just got to pick either Diamond or Pearl that I got to play through. Like I said, I'm getting Pearl. No questions asked. Yeah. So if you want to coordinate uh, for version exclusives, get Diamond. Yeah, we'll see when I have cross that bridge. I'll get both for sure, but I'm starting with Diamond just to kind of keep in spirit of what I chose first as a kid. Same. Yeah, I kind of like that thing I noticed on your wall back there. You've, it means a lot, of, a lot to you. Yeah, exactly. That stylus that I got. But yeah, I am really happy that they didn't just dump Diamond and Pearl into the Sword and Shield engine and be it really fucking awkward with cutscenes that have no voice acting. Um, so I'm yeah, really happy me so that much. we got what we did. What's I that? Said that bothered me so much. I know, especially when you have a crowd cheering in the background, yeah. but apparently the central characters are just mutes. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, Gen 4 looks beautiful. Uh, the remake, I can't wait to play it here in like years from now when I eventually get to them. Now, on the other hand, Legends Arceus was announced, um, which I am also very excited for. They really did. It looks so weird so in a good well. way. Like, I don't understand um, them, but they did Sinnoh so well. They gave us not just a, a remake, but they also gave us a pre-make, too. Exactly. What excites me is that there's multiple books sitting on that table when she's telling you about the, the tales of Sinnoh or whatever, which tells me that there's going to be multiple in this series. I would, which is cool. I would be fine with that. Um, I just hope it has some some depth to it because it looked like it was all wild area related and i really like that you have to throw the pokeballs to catch stuff but that one i'm a little bit more cautiously optimistic on but yeah it's it's interesting that this is the 25th anniversary and they could have literally just shit another fucking kanto remake on us but they're like we get it it's here is Sinnoh for you guys you know what it is it's for Pokemon what Breath of the Wild was for Zelda. It's mm-hmm. a departure, but also taking ideas from across the series and bringing it to, I guess, kind of the open world feel. What I found interesting that I didn't really catch on to it until I look, looked at Twitter more and thought about it more for Legends is the stars they threw at us. Because you got Cyndaquil, uh, fucking Oshawa, and Rowlet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, these are ra- really random. Until you think about their final evolutions, aside from Cyndaquil, because that I'm still trying to figure out. But Rowlet, even though I haven't played Sun or Moon, I know what it looks like. It falls into, fucking what's his name? Uh, I should know this. Rowlet evolves into Dark. Did you water yes. whatever? Oh, fuck that. Relative into Dartrix, which evolves into Decidueye. Yeah, Decidueye, which kind of looks like an old school Japanese archer thing. And if you look at Ashwat, which evolves into Samurott, it's an old school samurai Japanese style. Mm -hmm. So it's like those two, they're kind of, if they want to go for that authentic looking old school Japanese, those are the perfect two stars to have. Typhlosion, I'm still trying to figure out because that just looks weird. (laughs) Probably some kind of ancient spirit in Japanese mythology. Something, I don't know. That's my best guess. If they wanted to go for it, like, well, I'm glad they, I'm kind of glad they probably didn't go with Charizard. You know what? Because that would be the way too obvious option for the dragon. Yeah. He can be Godzilla. 
Typhlosion, Godzilla. I guess. I mean, I, I, to me, the, to me, the stance a... just looks like Godzilla. I don't know. I mean, yeah, but that's kind of a stretch. I mean, Oshawa and Rowlett, now that I think about it and thought about that, I'm like, huh, that's actually a really good, that's actually very smart that they did. I'm pretty sure, I'm not sure how they could have done the fire type because there's nothing like really too, if you try to look through all the fire types, there's nothing like too like screams authentic Japanese kind of style looking to it. I guess maybe if you want to technically go with they one, they could have come with a uh, fucking chimchar. To go like that old school monk fighting style fire type thing, because I feel like that probably would have fit better. Yeah, but that's just my personal opinion. But I, it looks neat. It's open world kind of Breath of the Wild looking style sort of thing. And the and Vinny mentioned it <laughs> randomly. Like the U the UI actually looks really good for that game. And don't worry, just because the graphics look a little muddy doesn't mean that they don't have time to fix it. I'm not saying they will, but they do have time to fix it and make it look more more. Yeah, polished. this thing's not coming out until next year, the very earliest. They said, I think, early 2022 in the Something in the like that, presentation, yeah. but I feel like that they may push that back to mid-2022 if they can. The muddy graphics isn't necessarily my problem. They need to fucking fix the performance. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's um, the very least needs to be because Sword that... and Shield's wild area what ran at like 15 frames per if second if you were lucky and i'm sorry that's not acceptable when it looks like a powerpoint sh- slideshow yeah, it's not um and there were moments during this trailer where it, you could see it it was like tanking it was feeling choppy it's like you guys got to fix yeah. this like and i hope their answer isn't switch pro it like, probably will it to be unfortunately work on the console i don't, I don't think it'll be i don't think the answer will be switch pro uh personally but they do need to fix it regardless. What I kind of like when it kind of has sort of this is why I think I kind of like when it has like kind of like weird performance issues like in the trailer right away. That way they can iron it out a little bit because if guess what if they did it the other way there'd be a lot bigger backlash. <laughs> there's because there was a certain game not even on Nintendo console a couple years back that I'm sure Marino was very excited for. I was very excited for it because it looked cool. Remember Watch Dogs when that first trailer dropped? Mm-hmm. Than what it looked like after it came out. Yeah, they went way backwards. At least with this, you can see the problems. Like, okay, hopefully they can just iron this out, and hopefully it'll look better than what the trailer is. Instead of like, oh, this is what it's gonna look like, and then you get it, and it's like, wow, this looks like fucking. It was two forty p compared to the ten eighty p I saw when the first trailer. An issue though is that like, even during Sword and Shield's like unveiling, you could see like the technical issues in the trailer and then they never fixed it in the game. That's just kind of where I'm standing here. It's like, they need to get it fixed. And it's funny because they didn't have a pandemic to blame sword and shields problems on. So they better fucking not use that as an excuse for RCS's yeah. game. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like, do you, it's kind of hard to put it. It's like, do you want to see like absolutely perfect and then get disappointed with lower quality? Or do you want to see like the problems and then hopefully it gets better. And then if it's there, it's like, fuck or Hey, it's better. It's kind of like That's pick your thing. poison at this point. I'll take the shit and 64 graphics. Just make sure it runs properly. Now, I'm not saying that's very acceptable for companies to do that, but sometimes it's like, right. it's sometimes you can't win them all, unfortunately. And whether Miyamoto said it best, a delayed game is only a delayed game will be good after a while. 
a bad game once it's released, it's bad forever. Yep. Good uh, analogy, by the way, on Watch Dogs. Yeah, because that's that was like obviously the number one thing. Because like everyone was like so hyped, the pre-orders were going out. Thing it was the most talked about thing. They had a very big display. I remember because I remember very distinctly because it was one one of the biggest games that Ubisoft was releasing, and then it dropped, and then like, oh, this this looks terrible. No, 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 no. My game's buggy. Fix it. No. See, I remember that day because Mario Kart 8 and Watch Dogs released on the same day. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I got Mario Kart 8 instead. Yeah. And I actually really like Watch Dogs. It was a fun yeah, game. Yeah, it's, it's fun. From, I hardly played it, but when I did, it looked fine. I just, mm-hmm. uh, looking back at the trailer, it's like, man, this could have been like the biggest IP if they would have kept the promises and kept it looking like this. But obviously, trailers had to lie to make it look better than what it's supposed to be to get people hyped for it, which is very bad decision move, but it generates hype, and some people will be idiot enough and be like, oh, I hardly see the difference. It's funny because that trailer shows like straight up like legit ray tracing, which like didn't even fucking exist yet. Yeah, it literally shows like yeah. what would be running like a 4K like 3080 RTX, yeah, like full max graphics. Anyways, that's that's my little tangent on that about trailers and looking bad and whatnot. But yeah, other than that, Pokemon uh, looked really cool. I was digging a lot of it, especially now that I'm about done with X and I just catch the legendaries. I only have two generations left until I'm fully caught up. Play the Ultra games and skip base Sun and Moon. See, I've been hearing a lot of different things. It's either play you people say you have to play base instead, or oh, you gotta play Ultra instead. They're like, very similar. Play Ultra because it has the enhanced story, and you're fine. I mean, I I think I might do that. I might just like play like Moon. No matter what you do, like, do not play like, the base Moon. Whatever you do, do and not. And then when play I both. stream, I'll play like the Ultra Sun or whatever. That works. That way I can get the experience of both of them at once, even though it would be a long while. Yeah, I'm enjoy- I am enjoy Pokemon now, now that I'm actually getting a chance to sit down and play through them. Yeah, they're they're fun. Grant, I still need to learn how to fucking how types work. <laughs> still, I'm still having still? issues with that fucking six generations Damn. in. I, I don't even play Pokemon, and I know type advantages. Oh, you, you don't know, like, this bullshit extra stuff here and there that they're adding in here and there okay, now. Okay, Jordan, what does a dark type do to a fighting type? I actually don't know. I'm going to guess and say nothing. Fighting type That's resists super dark. Fighting is super effective against dark. Figures. Well, yeah. well, guys, I think that was a very good episode of the Lackadaisical podcast that we just had. Episode number very 81. Very jam-packed. Good job with the pacing. Games81.com You can find us all on Twitter. You can find Ben at VidSigma. You can find... Vinny at Vinny Plays Vog- Vlogs. Vinny you can streams. find Patrick at Assassin underscore Volk. You can find myself at Marino584. And for some reason, Jordan's not on there, but you can find him at Jazawa Toad. You can also reach us out, reach out at us if you'd like at LackadaisyCast on Twitter. Also, please leave us nice reviews on whatever podcast service that you're using. Wow, Definitely everything. helps out. And, um... I think that just about does it for tonight, fellas. Feel free to join the Discord server. Thank you all for joining us. And um, we'll catch you in the next episode, so peace out.